0: That a given suspicion is true. A properly functioning brain seems to do this calculation intuitively, behaving in many cases like a skilled Bayesian statistician, some studies show. This reckoning requires the brain to give the right amount of weight to prior expectations and current information. Depending on the circumstances, those weights change. When the senses falter, for instance, the brain should lean more heavily on prior expectations. Say the mail carrier comes each day at 4 p.m. On a stormy afternoon, when visual cues are bad, we rely less on sight and more on prior knowledge to guess that the late afternoon noise on the front porch is probably the mail carrier delivering letters. In certain mental illnesses, this flexible balancing act may falter. People with schizophrenia often suffer from hallucinations and delusions, debilitating symptoms that arise when lines between reality and imagination blur. That confusion can lead to hearing voices that aren't there and believing things that can't possibly be true. These departures from reality could arise from differences in how people integrate new evidence with previous beliefs. There is evidence for such distorted calculations People with schizophrenia don't fall for certain visual illusions that trick most people, for instance. When shown a picture of the inside of a hollowed-out face mask, most people's brains mistakenly convert the image to a face that pops outward off the page. People with schizophrenia, however, are more likely to see the face as it actually is, a concave mask. In that instance, people with schizophrenia give more weight to information that's coming from their eyes than to their expectation that noses protrude from the rest of the face. To complicate matters, the opposite can be true, too, says neuropsychologist Chris Frith of the Wellcome Trust Center for Neuroimaging at University College London. In this case, their prior is too weak, but in other cases their prior is too strong, he says. In a recent study, healthy people and those who recently began experiencing psychosis, a symptom of schizophrenia, were shown confusing shadowy black-and-white images. Participants then saw color versions of the images that were easier to interpret. When shown the black-and-white images again, people with early psychosis were better at identifying the images, suggesting that they used their prior knowledge, the color pictures, to truly see the images. For people without psychosis, the color images weren't as much help. That difference suggests that the way people with schizophrenia balance past knowledge and present observations is distinct from the behavior of people without the disorder. Sometimes the balance tips too far in either direction. In a talk at the annual Computational and Systems Neuroscience meeting in February in Salt Lake City, Ceres described the result of a different visual test. A small group of people with schizophrenia had to describe which way a series of dots were moving on a screen. The dots moved in some directions more frequently than others, a statistical feature that let the scientists see how well people could learn to predict the dots' directions. The 11 people with schizophrenia seemed just as good at learning which way the dots were likely to move as the 10 people without, Ceres said. In this situation, people with schizophrenia seemed able to learn priors just fine. But when another trick was added, a split between the two groups emerged. Sometimes the dots were almost impossible to see, and sometimes there were no dots at all. People with schizophrenia were less likely to claim that they saw dots when the screen was blank. Perhaps they didn't hallucinate dots because of the medication they were on, Sirees says. In fact, very early results from unmedicated people with schizophrenia suggest that they actually see dots that aren't there more than healthy volunteers. Preliminary results so far on schizophrenia are sparse and occasionally conflicting, Ceres admits. It's the beginning, she says. We don't understand much. The research is so early that no straightforward story exists yet, but that's not unexpected. If 100 years of schizophrenia research have taught us anything, it's that there's not going to be a nice, simple explanation. Adam says, but using math to describe how people perceive the world may lead to new hunches about how that process goes wrong in mental illnesses. He argues, you can instill expectations and subjects in many.